Welcome to the show. I'm Tosh Taylor. And I'm Jenna Morton. And we are so excited to be bringing you this bonus episode all about the Rising Tide Festival. And we have the man with all the plans here to tell us all about it, the program and events coordinator, Ian Duncan. Welcome to the show, Ian. Hi, thanks a lot for having me. So for folks who might not know, give us the, the, the beginner's introduction to the Rising Tide Festival. Sure thing. This goes back 12 years or so. Uh, the first Rising Tide Fest was started at Fundy National Park in 2009. And uh, in its inception was essentially a music festival, something to uh, kick up some interest about Fundy National Park. Um, and... Uh, I mean, it was obviously successful because it's still going. And uh, as the years have gone on, specifically over the past three or four years, uh, there's been a growing interest in expanding that out into the local communities. And Fundy National Park is obviously an amazing place to visit and a fantastic hub. Uh, But there's all sorts of places that you can visit uh, where we are keeping it specifically between St. Martin's and Hillsborough, which is inside the funded biosphere reserve um and trying to push things out into the communities uh there's been a bit of a growth over the past uh couple years um 2009 i think we we pushed into three separate communities um 2020 obviously was a a different sort of year for us Uh, we tried to do as much virtually as possible and had uh, five separate events and now this year we've got 15 different events going across six different communities um, and we're the real hope is to highlight uh, not just the, the local natural wonders, but also the local communities and local businesses, um, the food that's produced here, artisans and musicians. There's a tremendous amount of uh, talent and things to see and listen to uh, around here. And um, it, it's definitely for people to entice people to come visit from other places, but it's just as much for people that live here. And, um, you know, drive up and down the 114 and um, we just kind of take that for granted. We, we live here, we see it all the time. So we're just used to it. We forget that it's actually an amazing place. I know a lot of us will drive up and down the 114 and your initial thought is, oh, tides in. Oh, tides out. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yep. that's, that's, that's the first thing I think of, right? Yep. <laughs> and not, wow, look at all of these beautiful houses, all these beautiful places to stop and eat and drink and buy artisan stuff. So I think this is such a fabulous way to showcase all that. And there really is a lot to take in. And there's a lot of communities have really bought into it. Uh, and they're, they've taken what we've kind of put to them and then grown the events out. Uh, I mean, certainly Hillsborough and Sussex have, and actually St. Martin's, they've all essentially have day-long things going around where the the Rising Tide Festival, the Trails and Tunes event, is kind of a a late afternoon, like two to four sort of piece of that. But there's uh, things going on for most of the day. And so it isn't just come by for the musical, come by to ride on a trail. There's a come, come here for breakfast, wander around, see what there is, spend the day here. Yeah, it's very much just kind of a, an anchor event to bring Absolutely there right. to the community for the entire day. I love the way that this festival has been evolving in that sense and becoming this real, like you say, a very, very much a community focused event where each community gets to show off the best of what they have to offer everyone. 
Absolutely right. The very first meeting that I attended, I've just recently come into this position. So the very first meeting I attended, there was about half a dozen uh, groups that all met together and we had huge pieces of paper and it was just throw stuff at the wall. What's great about your place? Because I live in Hopewell Cape and I work down here in Alma. I don't know Hillsborough or Sussex as well as somebody else that lives there. And so why, why I could do the research or I could just talk to people that are from they're like, hey, this is the stuff you definitely want to check out while you're around here. And so for people who haven't looked at the website yet to see all of the events, talk a little bit about how these are structured. You said there's 15 events taking mm-hmm, place mm-hmm. over it's August 7th to the 15th. 15th. Yep, so you've got right. a nice little chunk of time. So you can either like come plan your vacation and do all the stuff <laughs> or right, pick yeah. and, choose. <laughs> and tell us a little bit about what the events are that the communities are putting together. Absolutely. Um, uh, we've got, we start out in the Hillsboro and uh, the main focus there is talking about stories. Um, there's a lot of really interesting things. Most of us drive through Hillsborough on our way to the rocks or something like that. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but there's actually a food forest orchard behind the tourism center. It's like there's legacy food there. It's it's a super interesting thing that I didn't know there. So um, we're, the main events there's we've got two tours. There's an historic bike tour as well as a food forest tour and uh, Jen McGrath, a uh, an author, she's written books about the area. Yeah, uh, she's the, she's going to be reading a bit from uh, White Cave Escape, I think is the name of it. The first book is Chocolate River Rescue. Exactly, and it's kind of about <laughs> the White Cave or the White Rock area, which is a bike trail. Um, but it's White Cave Escape is the name of it. Uh, so she'll be reading, and then uh, Paul Tone will be doing some uh, some of his songs. Uh, Paul Toner's. Um, a lot of the stuff that he's written recently actually has to do with uh, the local area. And so both of these people, uh, both these uh, musicians or I guess artists will be uh, making some music and singing some songs about uh, and telling stories about Hillsborough and that area. Um, and Foods of the Funday Valley will have some of uh, their uh, veggie chicken soup that they've grown and uh, freshly harvested their vegetables. And so uh, that's the little, the anchor event. Um, but things start off at nine o'clock in the morning. There's the artisan village that has um, a bunch of little shops you can check out. There's the farmer's market just up the road. And I think uh, between starting about three o'clock, uh, the Hillsborough Cruisers, there are some chaps who just have a bunch of old cool cars they are going to be coming and hanging out. And so uh, literally, like, if you like food or music or cars, like, no matter what, there's something here for you. Bikes, trails. <laughs> Bikes. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Pretty much got it all covered. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a really good kind of first event. Uh, moving on to this Sunday, uh, there's going to be um, the Albert County Museum. Yeah, there's two. There's two on Sunday. Uh, I guess I'll start. The, the Albert County Museum uh, is having a big community fair. There's going to be some music uh, there, and uh, I mean. Uh, Colin Fowley and um, the Road Kings, headed up by Shane Dathright, are um, two of the kind of the, the most local traps. And then a tomato tomato is going to be there as the headliner. And that's really quite exciting. There's going to be tours going on throughout the day for the museum as well. And in at Pulley Mountain, was actually a bike rodeo uh, that's uh, geared to like a family friendly sort of event. And so that one kind of leans heavily on 
Um, you get there at 11, there's going to be a bunch of different stations with uh, well-practiced um, riders there. And the, you, people also get access to uh, a lift pass. And so you can go to the trails at Poli as well. And like, they've doubled the amount of trails they have since last summer. So mountain biking is kind of exploding, which I just learned about over this past year. <laughs> but it's a big deal. <laughs> and people plan their trips. Like, there's so many cars going up and down the road that have two or four bikes on the back of their car because people do mountain biking um, excursions. That's what they do. They're families. I love the fact that Poli Mountain is getting in on this. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Really cool. But one of my favorite times of year to go to ski hills is in the summer. In the summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Too>. <laughs> yeah. And in the fall, in the fall when you can do the ride and see the colors. Yeah. But it's, and it's beautiful, right? But, and, and that's, that's just the perfect the perfect point because when you think ski hill you're like cool that's a winter thing you're like no you can come here any time of year and you can mm-hmm. you can see some stuff uh, there's definitely definitely things to see oh and i'd be remiss in saying kevin chase will be there at poly mountain making some music um and i do have to shout out to the folks at uh, mountain bike atlantic and poly mountain they they're absolutely dynamite to work with they, they were one of the folks that we had one conversation with them and then the second conversation was like great so that's what we're doing okay fantastic you've done it all great yeah yeah it's yeah very very excellent uh so that's the sunday on the monday um there's a you might be familiar with the uh they used to be called fresh Art adventures in alma uh now it's kayak fun day or yeah kayak Yes, it's kayak Funday. Um, uh, we were hoping to get some kind of kayaking tour with them, uh, but we, we were a little late getting to them. So we're instead going to actually um, partner with them for, uh, they have a cafe there now. And so the, uh, the owner operator, Gina, is really into sourcing local stuff. Um, so like, we had to chat with her and she was like, yeah, most of my food is from around here. Like, great. We that is most of the conversation. So yeah. we're, we're gonna in between their uh, kayak tours, there's gonna load a bunch of people out. It's gonna be high tide, so they're gonna take off, and then there's gonna be a bit of a, a lull. We're gonna sneak in there with um, Paul Toner again and Alan Cooper, who's a, a well-respected poet from around here. And there's gonna be some poetry and song there, uh, along with uh, uh, Gina whipping up some uh, delicious Funday Fresh foods. Um, so that's uh, that's going to be happening on Monday uh, from one to three thirty or so, um, and I'm just going to carry on that thought because that just reminded me about the the phrase "fun day fresh." It's it's fun to say, but there's actually a specific meaning to it. There's uh, some groups partnered uh, mostly with Foods of the Funday Valley, I think, to develop uh, a brand uh, which turned into Funday Fresh. And so when you see that, uh, that literally means that. Uh, if you're looking at a dish or a drink or some something to eat, if it's fun day fresh, that means that it has entirely been made in this region. And um, we're trying to push that out to anybody around the Bay of Funday, essentially, um, because it's not just a trendy thing to do. I don't feel anymore. Now it's really cool. When you look at a menu and you see there's a couple of funny fresh options and you're like, well, by buying this, I'm literally supporting the people that live around here. And it's also delicious because it is very fresh. It hasn't been frozen and came from somewhere else. Uh, so when I use, use the word funny fresh, that's what I mean. 
I love it's that. one of my favorite things about Fundy, the Fundy region, is the amount of restaurants that use local farmers' produce makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just love it because you're not you're supporting a great cause, but you're also supporting your friends, which well, right. I feel like everybody in Albert County and the Fundy region, like you talk to somebody and everybody's buds with the next person. It's it's really <laughs> oh yeah no no I know you and yeah of course yeah. <laughs> like of course you do yeah absolutely and, and if you go online if you read. Things. There's a lot of kind of buzzwords, and it was one of my favorite things is coming to. Um, I grew up in New Brunswick and lived in Nova Scotia for a bit, and coming back to New Brunswick, uh, things like um, sustainable food or food security, all that business, they weren't really buzzwords that I heard a lot around here because it's just the way that people lived. Like, yes, I get food for, I get my meat from the guy down the road. If you want to call that, um whatever word you want to put it that's fine that's where I get my food from yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. it didn't have to be a trend here it just it was it right. never yeah. stopped being the way people live their lives here and now people understand so much more why that was so important and why Absolutely. it's important to continue it and celebrate it I love that it's becoming so much more kind of in your face not in a bad way but in that like putting that branding there putting that label there like yes we are proud that this comes from here and this is how we've always done it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, I'm entirely comfortable with the phrase branding. Some people uh, might have a negative connotation to that, but branding is just information. That's just letting you know, this is where this comes from. We're not trying to sell you something. The product sells itself. Once you have like maple syrup from here or, um, yeah, yeah. Any kind of any kind of food from here, you're like, oh, this is this is really good, and I'd like now we'll keep an eye out for that. And that's yeah, that's that's exactly right. Just letting people know what we've always been doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry, that we're only on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's happening Tuesday? Tuesday? Okay, okay, yeah. So this this is great. Tuesday, we've got we've got you covered at both ends of uh, both ends of the day. We got a super early start, and this is. I, I'm not entirely sure where I'm going to be for this week. Uh, I do really want to get to this event. It's um, the Hopewell Rocks. There's a toast to the toast of the tides and toast of the sunrise. So this is a sunrise event at the Hopewell Rocks. Uh, so it's going to be an early start. It's 5.30, I think. Like get there for 5.30 and things will get rolling about 6. Um, so you get there. Uh, Kevin Snare is going to take you down to the ocean floor. Uh, we have... We have to do this at low tide. It's actually really fun. Some events, it happens when the tide lets it happen. And that's just the reality of things around here. Other events, like, for example, the museum, we can kind of do that all day. But this is low tide, and we're getting in there as the sun rises. Um, There's going to be mimosas or uh, non-alcoholic drinks for those who would rather not. Um, And a short beach walk. There's going to be a sound bath by Cranial Waves. Um, and so you're going to hang on Big Cove near a cave. Uh, they're going to do some uh, fun frequencies there for you. And then you're going to march on back. Not, you probably won't be marching at this point. You'll be <laughs> strolling on back. And uh, there'll be a, a Qigong session. Uh, none of these things are super long. It's like probably 20 minutes, give or take. Um, but it's going to be a slow, relaxed pace to kind of start the day off. Uh, you're going to see the sunrise and then uh, you've got the option to head up to have a, a light breakfast at the restaurant afterwards. Uh, that to me, that just sounds like an awesome, awesome way to start mm-hmm. a day. Um, <laughs> that sounds I don't like know. a 
posh written all over it. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Like, why does it have to be on Tuesday? Yeah. <laughs> but this is the, honestly, one of the problems is we want to have a week-long event. Not yeah. everyone's going to get it on Saturday and Sunday. Sorry. That's uh, okay. I'll just take Tuesday off. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I could. I'll just take the radio with me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, so that's Tuesday morning. Uh, and then uh, Tuesday evening, uh, this is one of the really interesting uh, Friday Fresh pieces at Tipsy Tales. There's going to be a jam session and table feed. And so the folks at Tipsy Tales, um, and this is uh, particularly good timing uh, with the um, status changing um, from uh, yellow to green. Uh, there's going to be a big table feed. So you book you book a table, uh, four people minimum. Uh, you get there and there's not going to be utensils. And that business is just a bunch of local boiled food, lobster, corn, potatoes, this big mishmash of stuff come up and you pop on the table and you just go to town on it. Um, and this around. one has me written all over it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you like kitchen parties? Because we got you covered. Uh, that, so the food starts at six. You get there and uh, you have a big uh, table feed mess. Uh, and then uh, eight o'clock, I was going to switch to a jam session. We got Chris Kolpak coming in. Um, yeah, he's, and he's like, he's he's a dy- he's dynamite he's very very he's good. a legend yeah Let's he, face abso- it. he yeah. absolutely is he's like <laughs> what what can up upstage funday bay funday lobster chris colpa that's, that's that's it um so he'll be doing some of his original stuff about eight o'clock this gets a little loosey-goosey uh he'll be doing his some of his original stuff putting a bit of a show but uh there's an excellent uh, host there nick Vieno, who will be uh joining him and they'll host a jam session essentially and I don't know if you were uh, at at it last year, but it was um, it was really really interesting to see. There's you know, professional musicians. This is what they do for their living, and they're up there playing. And then they encourage other people to come up. And so there's a group of just whoever making some music. And then when that kind of winds down, people go grab a drink or a snack. And then the Chris Colpa and Nick will probably do some other stuff. So it's going to be a and then that starts at eight and goes till whenever it goes. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, if you're planning on doing both of those events, you're going to want to get a siesta in there in the middle of the day somewhere because <laughs> it's going to be a long one. Those mimosas will help you nap after the sunrise. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Instead of um, a breakfast, probably having like a bunch of blankets in a room somewhere for a big old nap would be would be the way to go. I might make a note of that for next year. Nap. Yeah. <laughs> A meditation room. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're snoring while you're meditating, and we're going to put you in, in another room, I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> so that puts up to, to Tuesday. We'll yeah. see what's uh, happening Wednesday. Wednesday the, I keep on like leaning back because I have to want, take a look at the schedule. Oh, so Wednesday is, uh, that's, uh, we've got, well, two, two and a half events, two to three events happening, depending on how you count them. Um, in the morning in Alma, uh, we've got a corn husk workshop. Both of these are uh, events with indigenous artisans. Uh, the first one, yeah, Angela Beek. Um, she's doing a, a corn husk uh, doll workshop. It uh, starts at 10, so you get in. Uh, she'll tell you a bit about what you're going to do and then walk you through it. And um, at the end of it, you'll have uh, a corn husk doll to take back with you, um, which is 
pretty cool. Uh, and then in the afternoon in Alma, and this is actually going to be um, Wednesday and Thursday, uh, Cecilia Brooks from Wabanaki Tree Spirit tree spirit tours tree spirit Mm -hmm. Uh, she'll be uh hosting a walking talking circle um and that's uh gonna be focused on having an open and frank conversation about the current state of affairs um and calls to action and uh i think i think that's an extremely appropriate thing to have uh if you're gonna have indigenous artists at any uh, festival or any kind of event it's important to kind of acknowledge the state of state of affairs and to try and have a conversation about it. None of the stuff is going to be easy for anybody uh, and not having a conversation is what we've been doing. And that's obviously not been working. So uh, Cecilia is going to be facilitating that, uh, which is uh, one of the ones that I'd really like to get to. Unfortunately, I have no idea what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> I'll, I'll be running around <laughs> doing what needs to get done. Um, so uh, fortunately, that will be a Wednesday and Thursday afternoon thing. And so we've got two options to get along nice. there. Uh, and then Wednesday evening, starting at 6 uh, in uh, Sussex, there's going to be a bike tour pairing with outdoor elements in the Cannabigasis watershed uh, protection folks. Uh, they will be... Um, doing a bike tour to talk about uh, some of the nature wetlands in and around Sussex. And you'll end up at uh, Sussex Aleworks um, to have a recovery pint. And there's also going to be charcuterie available uh, that you got to pre-order from Gastoff's Old Bavarian. Um, Love Gastoff's. Uh, yeah, super good stuff. <laughs> uh, and then at 7.30, the divorcees will be playing at Leonard's Gate just across the road. Uh, so that's going to be extremely rad as well. These I can't these bands like mind blowing. I love it. When, when you guys put, first put out the schedule, I was like, click, 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 going, uh-huh. going, going, like, going, yeah. going, right. going, yeah. going. Yeah, that, that's the worst part about fantastic things like this. Yeah. How I, how can I possibly be at everything? Yeah. 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 And take the week off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some people, August is your vacation time. So yeah, take the week off, spend it in southeast New Brunswick. Other people well, yeah. and if you didn't do it already this year, make plans now for next year because you guys are the same magic again we know yeah honestly i my personal hope for next year is to try and keep things a little more concise isn't the right thing but it's just it's there's so much stuff to go see and i know i'm not going to get to see it all and i'd like mm-hmm. to um but uh i honestly there's there's no way to probably do that unless like you say you take the week off uh which i encourage if you're going to be vacationing in august definitely southeast new brunswick would be the place to be yeah okay so that's wednesday thursdays um cecilia is doing a thing in the afternoon in alma in the morning uh ashley santa pass is doing a porcupine quill medallion workshop so again an indigenous artist gonna tell you some information and uh kind of the, the cultural importance of uh what they're doing and you'll get to actually try your hand at it and then in the evening the this is the Funday Fusion Jam event at Painted House Cafe in Riverside, Albert. Uh, Funday Farms is going to be having some snack, uh, kind of locally made snack stuff there. Um, and uh, there's going to be a local band, Funday Kaylee, um, which I guess I'm part of is worth mentioning. But I, I was signed up for this before I got this position, just so, just so that's out there. Uh, Funday Kaylee, uh, and frankly, we're the least exciting person, people to be there. Jesse Mia is going to be there. He's a um, super chill. I met Jesse as, um, 
as a person before I really knew he was a musician, but he's a dynamite piano player and he has fallen in love with the accordion. He's, he's composed and arranged things all over the world. He's really, really great. And he loves nature. He's a super cool dude. And he's rad on the accordion. And then uh, Gareth Pearson, uh, the Welsh tornado yeah, is um, arguably or perhaps inarguably one of the greatest guitar players in the world at this moment. His finger style, guitar, uh, Chet Atkins style. He's living in Riverview right now. Um, and it is, he's, it's absolutely insane. He's a world-class musician. And uh, we're incredibly happy to have him uh, playing on the stage of Painted House Cafe in Riverside Albert. So uh, that's a free concert um the snacks will be available for purchase and you have to bring your own lawn chair it will be outside so you know lawn chair or that uh, line up for free yeah yeah it's <laughs> like just honestly like you'll be driving through riverside albert and you're like oh what's all those people doing <laughs> and you pull over and yeah it's yeah absolutely well I'm, I'm looking forward to that obviously yeah um cool so that's thursday uh friday We've got, oh, that's the day for St. Martin's. Uh, St. Martin's, um, they have starting at 11 in the morning, I think, a bunch of stuff going and there's live art, live music. Uh, there's going to be food specials throughout the day um, just after dinner time. So starting around 6, 6.30, I think. Oh, yeah, 6, 6.30, there's going to be a, an historic harbor walk put on by Red Rock Adventure. Uh, they'll take you through the local area tell you about um how saint martin's got to be where it was and then the chatham family singers will be taking the stage the amphitheater at 7 30 um and so that's kind of like the capstone at the end of it is a bit of a walk and a talk to digest your food and then taking some cool music um but they've got stuff going on all day um we don't have that information up yet but we will very very soon but um the facebook page has all the major events uh, the anchor event there for sure. Wow. And you've done so well at remembering what's happening at every event. I'm super <laughs> impressed. Impressive. There's 15 of them. Like if we were just talking the five, absolutely. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I, I'm, I've been living and breathing this for the past uh, two, <clears throat> two months and a half, two months. And so, yeah, I, I, I literally wake up. I'm like, did I email that person about that? I better double check about this. <clears throat> uh, but I, that's the, the kind of insanity that I, that I really dig. And there's an end goal, like, August 7th, it's happening. So everything has to be in place by then. Exactly. It's got to be ready. How are people going to find all this information? The best place to go is the Facebook page. There are Eventbrite tickets. And even for events that are free, we're still doing registration. Right. Um, there might not be as strict a limit or capacity as we originally thought. But uh, we still prefer to, especially for food things, uh, if you can pre-register that way, the people that are preparing the food uh, because you make it fresh, it's going to be made a day, maybe the day before, maybe the day of. Um, we don't want to be wasting any food. And so if you pre-registered, that way we know how much food we need to make. Uh, our Facebook page, the Rising Tide Festival, is the place to go. Uh, you can find the events and we will be posting uh, updates and additional information throughout the next week. But uh, that would be, that's a primary place to get our information. Yeah, the page is super full of so much amazing information already. And yeah, I just, I can't wait for people to go on and just be absolutely floored 
at the amount of talent. And I love the way you guys have worked so hard to just pull all the pieces into every event, right? It's not like, oh, you come for the music or you come for the nature or you come for the food. You guys have done an amazing job of wrapping it all together. And I can't wait for people to experience it. I really appreciate that. And I like, I can't take the accolades for that because it's been the community organizers and leaders that have really taken this idea and filled it out. So um, I hope well, I hope they're listening to this. And I hope they recognize that that hard work is definitely on their backs, one hundred percent. Okay, I'm going to try and get through Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, August fourteenth, uh, there is a nature walk, uh, sunrise, another sunrise event at Mary's Point. At, at this stage, there's going to be uh, a lot of sandpipers, and so you're not going to be able to get right down onto the beach. But um, we're going to have a guided tour talking about uh, that preserved area. Um, and at the end of that, there'll be a little fun to fresh uh, picnic breakfast at the end of it for you to pick up. Uh, then in the afternoon uh, in Alma, that's uh, going to be the Spirit of Molly Cool event, which is um, celebrating the, the life and times and achievements of uh, Molly Cool, who's the first female sea captain in, uh, in Canada, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, yeah, in North America. Thank you. Thank you. Not, I was going to say Atlantic Canada, and I was like, that's not, it's not just Atlantic Canada, it's bigger than that. Uh, so we've got uh, two, uh, some interactive art happening. We also have um, Karen Stanford, Laura Lamy. Karen Stanford is going to be doing tin type photography. The Molly Cool Trio will be making some music out in front of uh, Outpost Alma. Uh, that will be kind of going on spread out throughout Alma, um, really leaning into the, um, you know, the female. Uh, masters of their craft everyone there's quite established and uh, well respected in their uh, in their fields and so it's um it's uh i mean you have to talk to them we've got uh, dorothy brzecki who's a concert uh, harpist um and uh, sarah lipte uh violinist plays with symphonies and um uh, meg uh, blacksley who uh, has on and off led the jam sessions at tipsy tales um and uh plays quite a mean piano and um, uh, guitar. So um, that's, uh, yeah, they'll be doing some live music and I'm actually super interested to see what they pull together because they all kind of come from different, uh, different musical backgrounds. Um, uh, Meg's actually fantastic with a ragtime piano and uh, she doesn't play it anywhere near as often enough as I think she should. So uh, call out to Meg. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So yeah, that's uh, we got an early morning start on um, and Saturday at Mary's Point, and uh, that's down the the nine fifteen, and then you just kind of carry it down to Alma and hang out in Alma. Um, yeah, that that sounds really tough just hanging out in Alma for the uh, yeah, it's, summer. Yeah, it's you know, yeah, it's good. like <laughs> ten degrees cooler than Moncton. Lots of great food, live music all over the place. Yeah, yeah, it's a sacrifice. I think I think you can make it. <laughs> And um, on Sunday is a, uh, I'm going to say, a, 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 almost a, a mercifully chill sort of day. Um, Funday Farms uh, in Edges Landing, which uh, is in between Hillsborough and Hopewell Cape, uh, they're having an Art at the Farm event, which they had uh, yes or last year, and is, again, one of those delightful events that I uh, just kind of set it up. And they, they run from there. There'll be some live music. Uh, there's going to be uh, quite a few artisans there. Um, the idea is to have people also making the stuff 
so you can see how they do it. Uh, I don't know how reasonable that is uh, for for all of the artisans, but they'll at least they'll definitely be there to talk to you about how they go through their process. Um, Corey, uh, the backyard herbalist, is going to be doing an edibles walk through the property. Um, the guy's super fun to hang out with because uh, he'll take you through your backyard and be like, "Yeah, you can make this with that and that." And that. I'm like, "Man, I just plants. It's just plants to me." I, <laughs> that's uh, that's, yeah, yeah. Like I, I wouldn't eat that personally, but he says it's cool too, so good enough. Um, and. Uh, there's a just up the road from them. There is a um, kind of an eco resort spa that's being developed, and uh, those folks are going to be doing a the spa's not up and running yet. But there's going to be a uh, a hike, a short hike along the old Great Road, which used to be the main road, and that's kind of the back end of their property. So we've got uh, an edibles walk, a bit of a hike, and then there'll be some live music and uh, the Fundy Farms hodgepodge, which. Uh, they'll be selling in bowls and it's going to be um that's usually a, a delicious uh, delicious thing to do to wander around slurping on that while you check out the artisans yeah it's a fine way to spend a sunday afternoon I, and that's i think everything that's going on on that day uh which is merciful because uh, it's the last day of the festival and uh that is a good way to chill out relax it seems very fitting with the vibe of the whole festival to yeah <laughs> chill sunday where you're just yeah out in nature mm-hmm. yeah taking it easy and you can hit it like on your drive back up for mama if you're heading back to the city you're gonna drive 100%. past them anyway yep. so yeah. and it's uh, starts at 11 ends at four so if you get up kind of early have breakfast in alma you got something there <laughs> I remember last year's event and that hodgepodge sold pretty yes. quickly. Yeah, so. it does. It does. <laughs> yeah. For sure. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Wow. What an incredible bunch of days. It's yeah. It's, it, it, that was the rundown. And uh, I, I'm almost certain that I, I dropped something, but uh, I'm juggling a lot of balls. And so I'm, I apologize to anybody listening that maybe thinks I uh, forgot them or didn't mention them. I it's just because I straight up forgot, but I do need to, I, I do need to uh, uh, mention um, that we've had a lot of great sponsors, um, like the town of Sussex really stepped up and obviously Canadian Heritage uh, and Andre Printing actually did a fantastic uh, job of an in-kind donation. We're, we're getting the programs printed and they should be out pretty soon uh, because finding stuff online is what a lot of us do but there's still a good number of us like to have something in our hands uh, there so. is nothing like having that paper copy that you can take with you as you're going around especially when you're traveling through rural areas in new brunswick very handy yes absolutely <laughs> correct you like your gps might not cut it but you can always pull over and be like i'm i'm trying to find my way to mary's point where how do i get there <laughs> and so, yeah, a <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, big shout out to them and uh, the Albert County uh, Tourism Association, as well as uh, the Chamber of Commerce um, and the town of Hillsborough, uh, St. Martin's. They've, they've all had a lot of good sponsors um, and uh, this wouldn't be happening without them. So I do have to uh, say thanks to them um, and I look forward to their continued support next year because <laughs> i mean we can't have 30 events next year unless we're going to go for a whole month I, I mean, yeah. we just can't do that <laughs> 
it's a bit I'm, I'm listening to you talk and comparing you know the last two years of this festival and this year and I'm getting all these goosebumps because I was living and working in Cape Breton and part of the scene as Celtic Colors started like I was at the first one I remember what that was like I know what it was like a couple of years later to be one of the communities hosting an event and I know what it's like to go back now 20 plus years and see the massive massive impact that that festival has had because it was community-based just like Rising Tide Festival and I just I can see this future for this festival that is just going to go off the charts with people from around the world who are going to be so excited to come for this experience. Uh, that's incredibly heartening. And I, that's, I really appreciate that. And uh, I actually spent quite a few summers at the, the Gaelic College in St. Hans in Cape Breton. So Cape Breton has a special place in my heart. And uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, it's really easy to see the Celtic Colors Festival um, as a self-contained community event because you're on an island. You know, I can just explore the entire island. We can have the same idea here. And that's part of, I think, the, the draw of the Funday Biosphere Reserve is because there's a geographical area here that if you just take that as an arbitrary boundary, you can spend an entire week easily exploring the stuff that's around here. And uh, I think that's a very apt sort of uh, analogy. Or, uh, if, if we can get to there, uh, I'd be very, very happy with that. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, it seems to be showing with the amount of growth that quickly. Yeah. So it's, yeah. <laughs> that's mind blowing. And through a pandemic. So. Absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> it's um, unfortunately because of the pandemic and the, the state of um, the, the federal perspective on that, Funding National Park couldn't be directly involved in this year. And so presumably next year when we can partner properly with the park and really uh, really get back to the initial idea of like the park is the hub and using that to support I mean who knows maybe maybe that'll be shows every day at the park and then shows outside who I've got no idea where it could go but uh yeah, yeah you're, it's it, endless yes, it is yeah yeah. It's going to yeah. be so fun to watch this grow. And thank you so much for taking the time to tell us all about this year's event, Ian. Well, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate that. And uh, hopefully I'll see you at some of the events. Oh, you will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. <Great. laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, thank you again. And, and we will see everybody listening and watching at the events too, I'm sure. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. <laughs>